Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidsworkrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog. Smelling like 10 keys. Tell a plug that I'm looking for an increase. Wingstop, fat boy, need a 10 piece. Say a nigga name in the car star. Nigga switching lane to lane like Walmart. Sipping Bordeaux while I'm Bordeaux. Has the lights flashing on the Bordo. Switch the Benzo for the Enzo. Back to the Benzo when the end's low. Switch your old bitch from a new bitch. Come a new bitch, something like a nympho. Fuck the game wrong when I came in it. Getting money up and switch the game in it. You can stop me if you try, motherfucker, cause the devil is alive. Big guns, big whip, rich nigga talking big shit. Double cup, go rich. Double up on that blow, bitch. Two mil on that I-95. Buy your head cause it's time to pay tax. Opposition want me dead or alive. Motherfucker, but the devil is alive. The devil is alive. Bitch, I'm the truth. The devil is alive. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mic check one, two, mic check one, two. CJ, you hear me out there? Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition, another episode of Two Dope Smarks. I'm your boy, Nodge. And this is your boy, CJ. Yeah, you said that like real basic as fuck, my nigga. You know, I'm, I'm trying to see if we're catching a lag or something here. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, like, I was trying to see if I could, like, kind of catch the, like, I don't know. It's like, there was a little it, drag on that Ross record, but. You're usually always on the on a delay when it comes to the music. It, it, that, that usually happens with you. I know, right? It's, it's really every, every episode. Every episode. Every episode. You, I don't know why. We've gotten to 30-something episodes. You've just figured out that there's a bit of a delay. When you try to rap to the music, yeah, go figure. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, you know, learning has occurred, people. It takes some, you know, it takes takes some a hey. little bit more time. Hey, look, niggas, Rome wasn't built in a day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right, man. Um, it's another episode of Two Dope Smarks. Um. Hope y'all Monday is really, 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 really good. Um, shout out to 
Yeah, yeah. We're going to help y'all start your week off strong this week. Um, usually we drop on Fridays, but the Smarks, me and CJ, we just had like a fucking busy jam-packed weekend. Actually, it's CJ's fault we didn't record on Friday because he got drunk with his boss. Uh, yeah, so that was the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Friday night. Uh, we and The funny shit is we were set to record, but I just had such a crazy work week and uh, so much shit going on on the on the corporate side. That uh, a couple of my uh, coworkers and uh, fellow uh, associates decided to uh, attend the happy hour, and um, one of my coworkers decided that my drink of choice for the night would be Long Island iced teas, and that's not typically a drink that I drink, but um, I fell in love with them shits that night. Like, <laughs> um, how do you get drunk on Long Island iced teas? Um, easy. I mean, so, you know what? Well, you know what? Let me not say that because I've got like how many of them did it take? Because you made it seem like you making it sound like it was like the second one. Nah, so altogether I finished the night with about seven of them down. And and anybody that has a bartender or has any, you know, bar experience, then you know how many different liquors go inside of a Long Island iced tea. So Oh yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so I mean, and then you pair that with the fact that because I that wasn't the only thing that I was drinking either. Like I had like a I had like a margarita. I had fucking uh, there was like I think like four beers that I used to try to like pace myself, which is dumb as hell. But I still like you know when when you're in the moment, you're like, oh well, you know I'm I'm gonna slow down from the hard stuff. I'll have a beer. That shit just prolongs. Like that's all it does. Um, a margarita. Yeah, man. I, listen, I don't turn down a drink. Yosto, like, was all kinds of messed up, dog. You drank like. Listen, listen, man. It was uh, as long as it wasn't light. It was all right. All right. That's not, I, that was the bottle that night. I feel you. Um. So, uh, CJ, so still drink a water behind that. <laughs> okay. All right. Still drinking water. So you okay? You okay today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hydrated. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Good. Um, but yeah, uh, hope y'all Monday is uh, starting off on the right tip. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, who rocks with us and fucks with us. Uh, shout out to the Umbrella. Shout out to the Kids Wear Crowns blog podcast collective. You've probably heard them at the beginning because we now have their drop. So you hear our homeboy Ryan's voice before you hear ours. Mm-hmm. Um Shouting out the podcast collective, so shout out to them. Um, also, uh, uh, who who else to, to shout out? Uh, shout out one two three pins, the bro will. Um, remember to use the code Stay Smart. That's S T A Y S M A R K to save twenty percent off of purchases over twenty dollars. Um, yes, and we have no more bills to pay, so that's about it. Um. It's been a pretty, uh, it's been a pretty, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, this week has been kind of, uh, strange. I won't say strange, but, uh, it's been kind it's, of eventful. It's, it's been kind of it's been, it's been fucking strange, bro. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's been strange. Like, I don't know why. There, it's just, it's, it's like Groundhog's Day. Like, there's just some weird shit in the air that it's just like, yo, like I don't know, bro. It's 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 a, it's 
that's tough to explain. Like, it's either everything goes the right way and things like fall into place perfectly, or everything is a clusterfuck from the jump. What? <laughs> like, that's like the, the that's the way the universe has been unfolding for for, for your boy as of late. Like, I hear you. I mean, and then and then you know, it's Grammy night tonight, so a lot of interesting things happening there. Yeah, a lot of things are happening. Um, I'm actually taking a break from uh, packing up. Um, damn, it's weird. I know people are like, damn, you know, a couple of episodes ago, Naj was packing up when he was moving to when he was moving to Cali. No, I'm not moving away from Cali. Um, <laughs> we're just moving, mm-hmm. just moving to another spot. Um, the first spot we got was just a a tentative, not so permanent thing. Um, but we have uh, got a spot now, and it's a pretty nice spot, man. I I, I like it. I like it. Mm. Um, so um, just packing up, getting ready for that. Um, and uh, we have to do that in like the next two days. Got to be Damn. out in the next two days. Damn. So uh, yeah, yeah, and. Everything that's been going on in the news cycle this week and this weekend has just been like kind of like just what just and actually like I didn't like realize that the twelfth I thought the twelfth was like on a Friday or something like mm-hmm. no I found out the twelfth was like Monday Monday Tuesday I was like oh shit got a pack but that's where I'm just so that's where I'm at but um yeah man uh lots of stuff been going on this week uh. And like CJ said, it feels like a um, feels like Groundhog's Day. But um, the more things change, you know, the more things stay the same. So um, a lot of things have been changing, but what has been staying the same has been going on at, on Raw SmackDown lately, man. Um, Stephanie McMahon was on Raw, and mm-hmm. uh, she called out she called out Becky Lynch, and her and Becky Lynch had a, a conversation of sorts. And um, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's how I'm, I'm gonna call it. They had a conversation. Um, but afterwards, you know, the man had to, you know, she, she didn't like what, what what was being said to her. Um, of course, everybody knows that Becky hurt herself at uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, some say it's a kayfabe injury. Some say that the injury is actually legit. But um, Stephanie McMahon told Becky Lynch that. If she did not get medically cleared, medically cleared by WWE officials, then uh, they were gonna suspend her until she did. So, um, which is a kind of cool way to like uh, to add mystique towards the uh, towards the match. Um, one being that it's kind of cross promotional anyway, um, because Becky's on SmackDown and Ronda's on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives a chance, you know, for it to kind of build by to take Becky away, kind of like heal up her nicks and her nicks and injuries that she possibly may have. Um, also, it gives time to build a better story. Um, it gives time to somebody to get Ronda right as far as her promo skills. Uh-huh. Um, so I really don't see it as a, um, an ultimate loss, but it was definitely. Um, 
it was different. Um, it was something that we hadn't seen in a while. What do you think, man? Um, I think WWE. First off, they're doing a great job of blurring the lines of, you know, what's kayfabe and what's not as of late. Like they've been doing. I mean, the injury is like a, it's a, it's a perfect example of that. You know, and they've been doing it in other storylines as well, where you kind of don't know what's real and what's not. Like it kind of like leaves, you know, like leaves the suspense to uh, up to the viewers. I mean, you know, there's a lot of factors that play into it. Like, you know, the the the, the, the fake dirt sheets and all that shit and everything. Like, it, it kind of just adds to the mystique of what's going on. Like, it, and it's it's refreshing to not know majority of the time because I think that's something that we lost in wrestling for a while. Definitely. Um, that being said, um, I think it's great that Becky uh you know take this time and just get ready for wrestlemania i mean um i don't think it's smart that i mean i get why for uh business reasons why they would have ronda continue to work up until mania but um i don't think that's smart i think you should rest uh both your champion and your challenger in this scenario because uh if what the rumors are that are going around are true and, you know, the women are going to be closing the show and main eventing for the first time, then I want both my competitors at 100%, and I'm not going to risk that. Um, I feel you what you, I feel what you're saying about that. Um, I actually feel like this is actually... Um, Stephanie McMahon kind of entering herself into this whole thing was exactly kind of what it needed to be on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we all kind of knew from the Royal Rumble that Becky Lynch's injury was going to be the defining thing, the defining story mm-hmm. um, of the next few months, you know, going towards to WrestleMania. Um, and that you just needed that extra layer to build on top of the foundation of, you know, of the first match that never was between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. Um I like the fact that they have Lynch kind of being paranoid and just lashing out at everybody in her own little way. Mm-hmm. Like she's like I like this par- like this paranoid Becky. Um cuz she feels like the WWE is trying to take something away from her. Right. Like they, like you know like they did for the Survivor series when they had made her uh pick Charlotte or whatever. Okay. So I I liked it then um the way her her she was making her feelings be known on the WWE Chronicle that she had, I like the way they kind of, they're building on these things, um, for a decent storyline. Um, so it's really interesting to me because like she's so paranoid that we may not know for weeks how okay. bad her knee may really be. So could it be kayfabe? Could it just be a work? Or you know we don't know. We don't know. It could be real. We. Um, it's just, it's a wait and see kind of thing, right. but um, obviously, obviously, I say all of this to say that I think we talked about this last episode that uh, this could be another way that the E could set up Charlotte Flair to sneak a t- to sneak in the the title match. Um, it's better to keep it at Rousey and Lynch, but. It's also, you know, Charlotte is always going to be some a bit of strong storytelling in that as well. But um, if it does, if it does uh, add Charlotte to it, it it's clever. It's they're, at least they're being clever with the booking, besides being obvious. And that's my take on it. Okay. Okay. Um, I can respect that. 
and with Rousey, you know, Rousey being the fighting champion, um, I kind of understand why they're kind of doing that. Um, you know, the crowd hasn't really reacted to uh to Ronda as well as people have hoped lately. So she kind of kind of got to get her left back. You feel me? Um, so that's why they kind of they they threw her out there afterwards with Liv Morgan, and then you know she started you know talking shit to everybody, and then you know Sarah Logan went in there, and then um Ruby Riot kind of teased that she was gonna go in there but backed away, and now she's got a match at um Elimination Chamber for the strap. Mm-hmm. So I know you're happy about that. I'm I'm happy that Ruby gets the title shot, but I feel like you you one there's no more heels left. On the roster for right. um for her yeah. to go through. I'll I'll, I'll for Ronda for Ronda to go through. I'll finish saying it for you. You feel how I felt when Ronda was going at Sasha. It's do you dope. It, it you feel like that in the sense that it's dope that Ruby's getting the opportunity, but it's trash that she's not gonna. If there's not a shadow of a doubt that she's gonna win this. Exactly. She's a scapegoat. Exactly. Yeah. She's there's a no scapegoat. She's a scapegoat. There's no more heels um in Raw for her to go through. Um, this is just what's gonna happen, and I've always felt like the Riot Squad should have been built better than what we've gotten so far. And they did kind of build them to be like a mini monster, uh-huh. you know, um, tandem. Uh, they had destroyed Bailey and Sasha Banks for months, uh, they had terrorized Nat, you know, Natalia, excuse me, Natalia for weeks, you know. Until they made Super Natalia and just made her kill everybody in the table match. Mm-hmm. So but, I don't like the way that they're kind of weakening or, you know, I feel like they're hurting the Riot Squad more than they're helping Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's been that's been that way for the longest. And they're going to, and that's unfortunately how WWE books their big, you know, money superstars. But shout out Ruby Riot for being the Andrade of the uh of the of the Raw Women uh locker room. If you need a good match, go ahead and send Ruby out there. Um, I always say this about Andrade. Um, there was a point in time in NXT where Andrade was kind of like that gatekeeper. Like, oh, are we gonna push him? Let's see what he does with Andrade because we know Andrade can work. Uh-huh. Um. So we've seen like certain people like go against you know drink, you know go against Andrade and eventually got moved up to like higher echelon. Yeah, well, um, I mean it's a it's a, what Shelton uh, it's what Shelton, Shelton Benjamin used to call himself, and it's the gold standard. And there has to be somebody in I feel every uh you know brand or show in WWE that's kind of the measuring stick, and it's like yo if you can. If you can make it work with this person, then yeah, you're ready to go. And if you can't, then you know that there needs to be further development. That's just the way it is. Uh, you would think that it's Ruby roster uh, is Ruby Riot on the on the Monday Night Raw roster. Um, I feel like it's guys like Velveteen Dream and NXT. Um, you know, but even SmackDown, there's Andrade there, there's Rusev there, uh, 205 Live. You got guys like Drew Gulak and uh, you know um, TJP and uh, fucking. Uh, who like they? It's a lot of people. Exactly, two hundred five live has a a, a a a well put together roster that honestly, if you can make it work with any of those guys, then you're ready because that's the sharks right there as far as technical wrestling goes. But um, yeah, like and that that that's something that's good to have because it lets you know 
uh, it lets you know kind of where you stand on the in-ring ability as well as what the character is capable of. It's because so, there's a lot of people who have what it takes on the mic and they have the look and they can cut the promo and everything, but then they get in the ring and the shit's not really interesting. They can't hold the crowd's attention for a 10-minute match or a 15-minute match or even a 20-minute match. So it's good that you have people within the company that uh kind of you know serve as the uh as the measuring stick for for where a person's talent in the ring goes okay um oh shucks excuse me um yo as the as the night went on um for uh rogers i don't know man it just became it, we saw a couple of cool things um kurt angle came back and it looked right. like he was gonna announce his retirement but then for no reason, Bear Corbin came out, and then Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre came out, and then Braun Strowman came out. Mm-hmm. Um, mean, I, I don't, I don't like this whole uh, Bear Corbin, Drew McIntyre. Like, I don't know if they're like a team or what the fuck they're trying to do with them, but that's trash. Stop putting Drew McIntyre in teams just because you don't want to push him yet, and you don't quite know what to do with him. You have a full roster. Mix it up. Have fucking. Drew McIntyre versus Apollo Crews. Have Drew McIntyre versus, uh, you know, but that's what that's kind of where, um, now that we're getting back into it, that's kind of where you you the WWE is lacking right now. They have all of these full rosters, and in an attempt to uh drag out these storylines and uh book long term, if that's what they believe this is. They keep the same guys working in the same circles, and it hurts them. How many times have we seen uh, uh, fucking Drew McIntyre and 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 Braun Strowman work together in the past three months or four months? How many yeah, we've seen them work a lot. Um, we don't know what they're trying to do with Braun or with uh, or with the homie Drew McIntyre. I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what they're trying to do with anybody right now. Um, right. It's just um, a lot of stuff is going on with the E right now, um, and I don't know if people are ready to really look at the big picture. Um, the earnings sales came out today, um, and let's just say that the the E has been found wanting. That like if the E was like this right now with the uh, CNN and them backing them, fuck out, nah. That shit wouldn't work, homie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, just... I, it's scary, and not to cut you off, but it's scary for people like, you know, Fox, who's investing all this money into the WWE, and like, you know, all these other companies that, I mean, they're still, correct me if I'm wrong, are they still shopping a new, uh, for a new TV deal for some of their shows or no? The uh, WWE? The e? Yeah. I don't know. Do. I don't know. I don't know if this, I, I know the ease with uh, Fox Sports, um, as far as SmackDown goes, I know that the they SmackDown yeah, but goes. but I believe that Raw is gonna stay on USA for the time being. Uh huh. Um, I've, as far as everything other programming, they'll probably just be on a network. That's right. what I'm thinking. I, that that's not like I had, I don't have that confirmed. I don't know because uh, I I could definitely see NXT moving to Fox. Um, I don't think because that's they're still calling it a developmental brand. Um, as far as NXT UK and, and the original NXT, they're calling it a, a developmental brand. Right, but it's right. going to come down to a point to where 
the E has to make a decision. Do they make a third brand or not? Because they are signing a whole bunch of people right now. Mm-hmm. And even though it's cool, it's a good problem to have a lot of players on your mm-hmm. team. You still have to figure out a way to do something with them. I mean, right. I know people don't want to sit there and collect the paycheck and do nothing. They want to go out there and win. They want to go out there and get a chance for a title. So I think that's what they're doing. Um, that, that's to me, that's where WWE is lacking right now. It's like the the whole mixing it up thing. Like the the, the rosters are so deep that we should be seeing new matches and like different uh different people working with each other on a week to week basis. And we're not getting that at all. So it's it's making it it's making it uninteresting, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I've what? Say that again. No, I said it's making it uninteresting, honestly. Like, as far as in-ring stuff goes. Like, if you know that the same two guys are going to be feuding for a month, then it kind of, like, after that whole pay-per-view clash, you have no interest in it, really. But if you know that the same two guys are going to be feuding with each other for fucking three months or six months or a full calendar year sometimes, that shit Hold on, Robot CJ. Oh, wait. Am I better? Now you better say that one more time. No, I was saying, like, if you know that the same guys are, like, going to feud with each other for three months or six months or a full calendar year sometimes, that shit is, like, it's fucking, it's unentertaining. Like, and to me, that's part of what, like, like, that's part of what made the whole WrestleMania thing kind of, like, the main event thing kind of whack is when they started booking WrestleMania main events and we started finding out about them a year in advance. I kind of blame John Cena and The Rock for that. Wait, you blame them for going off and do movies? No, 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 no. I blame them for, you know, waiting for, oh, you know, we're going to fight at WrestleMania and then making people wait for a full calendar year for that buildup. Like, we didn't start seeing that trend until that happened. Okay. Prior to to that, every WrestleMania thing was kind of, you know, kept on the hush-hush really close to the chest. Now, we know who's headlining WrestleMania a year in advance sometimes. We know what the main events and what the card is going to look like fucking at SummerSlam. Which is insane. And it honestly, it it does make you uninterested a little bit. Like, as as cool as it is that we're getting a main event, uh, a woman's main event, and you know, the whole Ronda and Becky thing do you honestly think that Ronda and Becky would be main eventing or closing the show if Roman Reigns wasn't sick? Um, if Roman Reigns wasn't sick, I could possibly see them doing it. Like co-headlining. co-headlining. I mean, yeah, the co-headlining thing, they've done that in the past. That We've, we've seen that shit. I'm talking about closing the show. Um... I think so. I think I think so. I honestly do think so. Um, I I think I heard that Stephanie, uh, not Stephanie, either somebody um, in that in, writes for that division like in fifteen minutes, like it's just easy for him. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. Um, you have so many superstars on a, on a main roster that deserves pushes, and you have even many more that's waiting to be promoted. From NXT to the main roster, your only choice is to either make a significant cut or you got to add a third heavyweight division brand. But you know, you know to keep 
to keep people from going to AEW. But but you know what it is also? It's like you could there's other ways to go about it though. Like there's other ways that they can fix that problem. Like if you think back like back in the day kind of thing, and I hate that, you know, I'm doing this right now because we tend to do this a lot. But I mean, even in the wrestling community, this is common, so I really don't, you know, I'm I really don't care that much. But um if you think back to like um the early two thousands and like uh you know the ruthless aggression era era was to which is to me um probably behind this current era that we in the ruthless aggression era might be the greatest uh era in wrestling as far as in ring ability goes like if you kind of look at those matches from i want to say like from like 2002 2003 to like 2006 2007 it was insane the shit that was going on. Shout out to Will, but he put me onto this uh this tag team match that uh SmackDown had, and it was like fucking Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, uh Rey Mysterio, um It was a whole like it was John T like it was so many people and it was just a tag team match. Like that's how strong that roster looked. And these guys, not all of them had championship gold, but they all looked strong. And it was a result of every week, you got a different combination of guys mixing it up, and they were going out there and wrestling a good wrestling match. That's what, that's what, that's where we're lacking right now. We're lacking the guy that looks like a contender. We have the champions. We're lacking the guy that looks like, yo, he looks like he should be champion next. So you think the E has to make a third roster because they don't have a lack of a face? No, I think that the E that honestly, like even even before making a third roster, focus on the one that you have right now. How um, can they when they when they're signing as many people as they're releasing them? Listen, at the end of the day, the rosters aren't big enough to the point where you can tell me that if they take away that fucking 20 to 30 minute promo that they're starting Monday Night Raw with every week. That's two added matches that you can have right there. That's two 15 minute matches, which is quite lengthy. You know this. So you mean to tell me that you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing showcasing talent and building guys as opposed to, you know, investing in these shitty storylines that nobody's really interested in. My thing is this. Between the rookies and people who aren't being pushed right now, the E has more than enough superstars from Raw SmackDown that he can move to to fill a roster for a third brand. But it's also a chance that the E could bring up some of the people from NXT who's already ready, who are already ready for the main roster, like Gargano, like Ciampa, like Basler, like Kyrie, like Kyrie Sane. Like, but, but, but you want to know what the but, problem but, is but, that? But hold up, but hold up, but hold up. Uh-huh. But you also have some people that was cast aside and that you haven't heard from. You have some stars like Tyler Breeze, the Colognes, Sanity, Sincara, Mike Kanellis, etc. You can use some of those guys and they can get screen time every week as opposed to sitting backstage during television. But th- but that's this is what I'm trying to explain to you. The part of the reason if WWE brings in a third brand right now, all that's going to happen is the same thing that's happening on the other two brands. You want to know why? 
because they're failing to address the problem as it is. All you're going to get is on the, the same way that Raw starts with that fucking 20 minutes to 30 minute annoying ass promo. It's going to start that same way on that third program. You're going to have the same fucking uh, it's going to it's going to remain. It's going to fall into line. It's going to be the status quo kind of thing. I, whereas, I, I disagree. Whereas, I, whereas if you were to if you were to focus on getting rid of the yo back in the day a promo especially and I'm talking about the fire promos a fire promo exchange to, between guys that could last like five to ten minutes and like oh you're like oh shit they built the buzz for the match later on tonight the rocking fucking Eddie Guerrero that was a what a three to five minute segment fire classic. There's times where The Rock is, you know, came out and he called out Booker T. He wasn't doing that for 20 to 30 minutes at a time. And then you got seven different guys coming outside. Uh, you you know, the fucking, you didn't have like, uh, like, like it is now. Like Seth Rollins will come out and then you know that Braun Strowman is coming out. And then you know that Finn Balor is coming out. And then you know that Drew McIntyre is coming out. And then Dolph Ziggler. Like, it, that shit is annoying. Like, get, like, get back to the point where you're making everybody looks strong that way when it comes time for you to mix things up and you want to shake things up and put the strap on a guy like they did with gender mahal nobody's scratching their head like why the fuck would you put the strap on gender mahal it would make more sense because gender mahal looks strong the same way everybody else looks strong there's plenty of other wrestling companies and other wrestling brands that have done a great job of making their entire roster look strong lucha underground is one of them they suck on the business side, but hey, one thing they do, they are great at making every single person on their roster, regardless of sex or anything else, look strong. That's the bottom line at the end of the day. Back it and what and that's what part of what made wrestling so great during the attitude era and the and the and the ruthless aggression era was the fact that everybody looked strong. The tag team champions were fucking Paul London and Brian Kendrick at one point. Matt Hardy was a mid-card legend during this time. Shannon Moore, who was Matt Hardy's apprentice, wrestled singles matches on SmackDown, and they were awesome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is this is what's missing from it right now. The, the, the storyline thing, you invest a lot of time in that. It's proven no dividends. What has proven that it's worked time and time again is if you put two people in the ring and they have a fire match, then everything comes into play afterwards. Tommaso Ciampa is a great example of that. This man literally was coming out and not saying nothing. He's having fire matches with Johnny Gargano. Now everybody's interested in Tommaso Ciampa. I think that's an oversight because I don't think it's just the matches that sold it. It was the storyline behind it all. What do you mean? As far as it was, uh, as far as both of them getting hurt, it then both of them getting hurt during the turn of 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 Champa. Like the storyline, because oh, they were oh, friends, no. because no, no. because of everything, it it made every. Bro, Tommaso Champa is just one example. There's plenty of guys who have literally had very minimal promos. And have been very I, successful and very over. Alistair Black. There's plenty of guys who get very minimal promo time and they are successful because of their in ring work. Uh, you know, Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, uh, 
fucking um even even AJ Styles right now. AJ Styles right now ain't doing promos like that. Samoa Samoa Joe is a promo god right now, but but what I'm saying, uh, what I'm saying, the main goal of a third brand would to be to give more superstars a chance to appear on television and have substantial storylines. People ain't leaving the E because of money issues. They're not leaving because the money ain't good enough. People want to be fulfilled in their career, and for some people, working the house shows and being in certain backstage format um segments ain't enough. If you have a few more titles to fight for, some more storylines to go around, and more television time to feature some deserving superstars, that can that is your only option next to cutting a significant portion of the roster. Whether you whether whether you put it on the E network, I mean the, the WWE network, whether you put it on USA, Fox, or whatever fucking channel, a third brand can be exactly what it needs to keep people from leaving. For what it looks like, greener pastures, aka AEW. Um, I'm not. I'm not even gonna go there because we don't even know what the fuck AEW looks like yet. <laughs> but still, if you want to avoid an AEW exodus, stop trying to just be business as usual and just and stop trying to use the same business model and reinvent the fucking wheel. If you that, if you're if you're such a agree on. If you're such a fucking globally traded company like the WWE, if you're like the fucking Ford or Chevrolet or whatever of the fucking wrestling industry, god damn it, re- reinvent the shit. Get a third brand. Um, I, I just don't know if I'm sold on the Bring back the TV title. Jackie, you could also bring back the big the big gold belt. You could bring back the um the World Heavyweight Championship from WCW. You can use what you have. No, what the E tries to does, what the E tries to do, the E buys up everything, every every competitor, and then erase everything that fucking happened from there. So the E, so the E will make new belts like the Universal Championship to make you forget about the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. That's what they do. They'll buy up everything and then erase it from fucking history. They'll put it like when you see all that shit. In it, Nitro and fucking Thunder are in the vault for a reason, my nigga. They're in the vault on the network for a reason. You don't you don't see them in television shows up in in the interface for the on the network, do you? No, you see that shit in the vault. Mm. You gotta search for that shit. They even got they they don't put main event and superstars in in that shit. And people don't watch Ben Event Superstars. Mm-hmm. I'm just is it's just more ways to make money. Right. It's just more ways to, to to skin a cat, man. And I feel like they're not even really worried about that. Um on SmackDown, um shit, we kinda wasted a whole bunch of time just talking about the fucking E. <laughs> but um you know, Becky went on SmackDown and she slapped the shit out of Triple H. Um, it was a couple of fire matches on SmackDown. NXT was doing NXT things as always. Um, halftime. What did you think about Halftime Heat, man? On um on Sunday during the Super Bowl, we all knew the Super Bowl was boring as fuck. That, um, yeah, but the Halftime Heat was fire. The Halftime Show was boring as fuck. Um, but Halftime Heat was that fire? Literally, no pun intended. It was. It was. It was fire. And um. It really gave those guys a chance to shine on a, on a big stage. I know they pulled in some some pretty impressive numbers on YouTube uh, streaming. 
Uh, I know a couple of people are streaming on Twitter and a whole bunch of stuff like that. It was, I think it was dope, and I think it's something that WWE should repeatedly do every year. Like, don't let us go another, what was, how many years has it been since The Rock and, and fucking Mick Foley did it? I think, what, 99, I believe, or yeah, 2000 so or something? On, don't let us go another almost 20 years without doing it. Like, <laughs> um, halftime heat was dope, man. And, uh, you know, Team Dream, double Team Dream. A guy I makes- like the fact that, uh, NXT are kind of like these guys from NXT, they're, they're proud of NXT, mm-hmm. yo. Mm-hmm. They're proud of this, sh- of this shit. And they, you know, and talking the talk, but they're also walking the walk. Right. Um, that, uh, the, that promo at the end of halftime heat that all three of them gave. Mm-hmm. I felt that shit. Nobody's right. doing what they're doing. Nobody's pulling this shit with how they pulling. Uh, I know Will likes to tell us a lot of times NXT loses money as much as it makes money. Uh, but the match quality, the proof is in the pudding, man. They're putting mm-hmm. on better quality matches, better quality storylines, and just overall all better product and that's why I say that you know even though NXT isn't looked at as a third brand it could easily be looked at as a third brand and that's why I'm saying that you need a third brand but that's neither here nor there we've already talked about that (laughs) Um, we we have we have um, so May 3rd WWE is talking about going back to Saudi. Saudi Arabia, they run it back. Um, they got like that contract. Um, what do you think, man? What is it? You know, we already had Crown Royal. We already had the Grin. Um, is this just you know, business as usual? Or are you getting a uh, robotic on me? Um, no, I was saying that. Uh, is it just business as usual? Um, I mean, yeah, it's just them securing the bag, man. You're going to, you know, fans just get excited for uh, greatest money in the bank ever. That's it, really. The greatest money. The greatest money. Greatest <laughs> that's money what they're going to do. That's what you're saying? Yeah, they're going to do either greatest money in the bank ever or uh, greatest elimination chamber ever or, uh, you know, they had Crown Jewel already, so maybe they'll do, like, Royal... Uh, you know, Royal something like Royal, uh, fucking whatever happened to that greatest Royal Rumble belt. Actually, that was kind of dope. The green one with the remember they gave it to Braun at the end and he won. Yeah. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Um, I mean, yeah, listen, it's the, the fact that they're still dealing with that, like after after superstars literally came out and voiced that they were unhappy with WWE working that shit, that just goes to show, you know, where they're at. Um, where they're at with it as far as how much they value what their superstars think. I will say, though, touching back on a subject that you had just wrapped up with, uh, when, uh, when Ronda, I mean, Ronda Rousey, when, when, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, slapped the shit out of Triple H, I was hoping she got that leader treatment. You remember when, uh, <laughs> you remember when Triple H and Stone Cold oh, shit out of a, a two-man power trip? Yeah, when they beat the shit out, yo. Oh my God! They beat the holy fuck out of Lita. Yeah, you want yeah. you want to talk about intergender wrestling? Lita got her ass whooped that night. Um, and speaking of intergender wrestling, 
they were pitching an idea for Dean Ambrose to go against Nia Jax, but they've clearly nixed that in the bud because uh, a sponsor, and we won't say no names because we don't know the names, right? Um, has said like, you know, we don't fuck with that. A guy mm-hmm. should hit a girl, and a girl should hit a guy, and it gives the wrong impression, and yeah. Listen. So, um, so now, so now they're not doing it. But listen, whoever that company is, you better make sure that shit do not get leaked. That it's uh-huh. you, whoever uh-huh. you are. Uh-huh. Nobody ever. You better not let nobody find out that it's you. Uh-huh. You are in the middle. If people find out that you are in the way, that you cock blocked us from getting into general, going bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the, be that, bad, man. that was literally the best part of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> the literally the best part was Nia Jax coming out and cleaning fucking house. Um, really? I mean, yeah, that's, that's I feel bad for uh, whatever company that is if that information gets leaked. Yeah, man. Um, let's talk about Becky Lynch right quick, man. Um. Becky Lynch is, for now, um, fuck what you heard, she's become the E's top star. But I want to know how long will it last? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, in a matter of months, it just seems like she's, like, skyrocketed to superstar in, in the E, yo. Um, and it's only, like, it's only an elite few who get, like, this rocket to the back, mm-hmm. you know? You get Stone Cold, John Cena. You know, those are two names that you can say, you know, have shattered that glass ceiling. That glass ceiling. But the way that Becky's kind of connected with this crowd has become undeniable in a way. And it's pretty much led her to becoming the ease undisputed top dog. In terms of popularity and positioning, um, you got you still like don't get me wrong, you still got Seth, Rich Homie Kobe, you still got AJ Styles, Mag J Styles, um, but I don't think right now nobody there's nobody right now on the roster that fans want to main event WrestleMania 35 more than the man. Um, I want to say this. Uh, Becky's run Becky's run is only gonna last as long as as long as we want it to last as the fans or as long as whoever is in creative wants it to last backstage that's the so that one time. I said uh, it's only gonna last as far as we want it to last as the fans or as far as whoever is back there making the big decisions and creative. Um, I say that because if you look at Becky Lynch's push or rise, if you will, um, yeah, it happened really fast. She became really popular in a really short amount of time, but it's not anything that, um, this is, it, it, we haven't seen it in a while. 
but it's not like it's anything that we haven't seen before. We've seen superstars become super, super popular overnight and just fall to the wayside. Guys like uh, Bray Wyatt, guys like um, uh, Rusev even at one point. Rusev was probably the most over person in the company last year at WrestleMania. Um, right. I, I would say, I would if I had to say most over guy in the company last year, uh, for New Orleans weekend, I would say it was a tie between Rusev and uh, Elias. Um, and look at what's happened with both of those guys. Rusev went, um, on, to, Rusev went on to lose his mouthpiece, uh, who Aiden English is now, uh, he's part of the 205 Live uh, commentary team, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's part of the commentary team for 205 Live. And, um, you know, Rusev, Won the United States Championship, lost it very shortly thereafter. I think what two or three weeks, maybe maybe three three or four weeks that he had it. Um, lost it very shortly thereafter. Now they have him in a gimmick kind of thing with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who's another guy who was super popular, won the Royal Rumble, and actually had nothing happen as a result of it. So you know, it, it's it's a combination of things, and that's why when you see a superstar rise up like that now and they get the opportunity and things actually happen as a result of that, it kind of gives you that lightning in the bottle feel where it's like, yo, everything is just clicking on all cylinders, so we just got to enjoy it while we can before this goes left. I definitely agree with you on on certain things. Um, I feel like the E has always had an issue striking with the irons hot, like you said. Um, Right. But let's prove to be like a rare exception so far. Um, the only name to experience similar success organically, I believe, would be CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Mm, I agree. Organically. I'm saying I organically. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, she's had one of the most exciting stories that, that's been told this year. Um right. Newgrounds the first female to catch fire like this, you know, if not ever, yes, you know, you know, uh, uh Flair and Sasha, I mean, you know, Charlotte and uh, Sasha, they've taken part in, you know, many history, you know, making matches since 2016, like the, I could take over with the Iron, Iron, the Iron Maiden match. Okay. Then you, then her and Charlotte did the uh the first female Hell in a Cell, um. But you know, Lynch didn't have any of that shine. Like we we've always called her the fourth member of of Invoke, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, she suffered a lot of injuries in the past few months. You know, um, even though she's expected to recover in time for uh, excuse me for WrestleMania. You know, um, we don't know if the E is gonna put her injury prone and put her on that uh that Dolph Diggler shelf. Mm-hmm. You know that Sasha's currently like chilling. Well, they had Sasha on there until they figured out we might as well just do the uh, the women's tag team titles. Right. But um, to the E's credit, they've stuck with Becky so far. As a featured act on Raw and Sound, and um, they did the right thing by having her win the Royal Rumble. I still think that she shouldn't have lost her title, but um, the next step for Lynch is to knock off Rousey. That's the that's the you know that's the next step. But anything can happen between now and you know April seventh, man. 
Anything mm-hmm. can happen. But um, I don't know what's gonna happen. I I really I'm, I still feel like uh they're gonna find a way to put Charlotte in that uh match. So um, Ronda doesn't get the pin. Ronda doesn't eat the pin. Okay. I think they're gonna to this day they're gonna protect Ronda. They're still gonna protect Ronda. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um, which I mean, I don't think that they're dumb for doing. I don't think that's a bad decision or anything like that. I just think that, um, uh, but we've already had the undisputed thing, like not undisputed, excuse me, uh, the undefeated thing with Oscar. I don't want to go through another streak no more, no more streaks <laughs> because you put yourself <laughs> into a corner, you yeah, put yourself you into a corner. You Case do. in point, fucking, um, the, the very first streak with Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Undertaker then, should have Undertaker should have never lost. Undertaker's like, I guess what was it? he when did he wrestle last year against John Cena, right? As yeah. lame as that shit was, that should have been his last fucking match. Let him go off to the sunset. Now yeah. you got this man taking bookings and shit because y'all don't let this man lose twice, you know, in two years mm-hmm. to fucking nobodies. I'm sorry, Brock was not a nobody, but still. Roman Reigns, like that was that was terrible. Like that was a terrible decision. That was a terrible attempt for you to get your guy over on somebody. He lost to Shane McMahon too, right? No, 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 he didn't lose to Shane McMahon. He beat Shane. He beat Shane. He um, he beat Shane. He beat Bray. He beat like a couple guys in between them, but um, uh. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar was the biggest mistake that WWE has made in probably recent memory. They had a they had a chance they had a better chance of booking Brock Lesnar to lose that match and making him look at least beatable, so you wouldn't have these situations now where he's going into these matches with these superstars who are like top level like cream of the crop and he's beating them convincingly like it doesn't even look like a challenge that's dumb like that's just that's just stupid to me especially in a point where Brock Lesnar is not the same Brock Lesnar that he was during his first run and his first run he lost to he lost to guys now we're going to make it seem like this guy is just this unbeatable force of nature that's just no you were you were in way better physical shape when you were younger you looked a lot stronger you had freakish fucking physical abilities and you mean to tell me that that guy was taking L's but the guy who's a washed up UFC fighter now is beating everybody's ass that makes no fucking sense definitely definitely um before we get into the culture, um, uh, we on the on the docket, we really had like a lot of shit to say as far as the wrestling side. But d- during the course of the week, the culture kind of like picked up again. Um, I kind of want to go um and talk about this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a little rapid fire shit, and we're gonna go through our little thoughts, but then we're gonna stop at one of them um and give our true thoughts about it. Um, so. Mark Henry has gone on uh, Sam Roberts' podcast, and uh, you know we don't fuck with Sam Roberts over here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, Mark Henry has let it be known that uh, he doesn't like what's going on in the locker rooms. You know, people's being late, people not showing up. <clears throat> Lars Sullivan. Um, you know, it's just a whole bunch of disrespect in the locker room, and he says like he's he's getting tired of it. He's tired of it. Um, I'm try to find the full what you call it the full um what they call it the full quotes uh-huh. you know because you know I, we have to put on our our journalist hat right um but basically man Mark Curry you know he he's not feeling that shit you know he's not um, feeling it at all um at uh with the backstage friction and he's saying that like if he got if he has to go to uh Vince McMahon himself then um he will Here's uh, one of the quotes he said. Uh, Me being gone this last year and a half, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the locker room that will never happen under my watch. I keep hearing about there's too much negativity. Telling relations to different people that I'm friends with, I was like, they've they've been like, you need to do something about it. So I've been like, listen, I'll do it. I'll take the heat. He elaborated and said that people are arguing and fussing about stuff. There's been some disrespect to my wife or girlfriend type of stuff. There's been some. There's been a couple people habitually late, you know, which Vince hates, but he doesn't have Undertaker or me. Come on now. Uh, Booker T is still there, but he, he's only on TV. Big Show has been injured, so all the guys that hold people's face to the fire is not there. Um, Sam Roberts asked him if Roman used to be that guy, and um, Mark Henry said kind of. He said he was getting there. Um, John used to be that guy, but he's so much on his other stuff, you know, that he's on his bus, he's off to the next place, got so much stuff to do that he doesn't have time, but he will go like, okay, guys, this place is a pigsty, don't leave your trash. Henry said that, like, yo, um, his new role with the company is just what it entails. He's he's just keeping everybody in check and everything balanced. There's no title for it. What he's saying is that, like, yo, he got to fix what's going on. So, uh, yo, be warned with Mark Henry. My man Mark Henry done went, to the, done went from the Hall of Pain to being a Hall Monitor, yo. <laughs> listen, I mean, listen, um, these guys just got to realize that things are going to change, man. You can't, you can't really talk shit about a locker room when, you know, you had guys like JBL back in the day who was taking guys' bags and putting it in the back by the dumpster. Yeah. Who who, who was holding JBL's face to the fire when shit like that was happening? Steve I don't Blackman, know. If, Steve Blackman, I, I heard some stories, but... but I um, mean, I've heard stories about the, you know, the Bone Street crew, you know, the BSK, the little fucking Sons of Anarchy gang right, that, you know, um, that uh, Undertaker had with Yokozuna and them, that uh, he was pretty much the 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 dude that was head of the locker room court, right? But I mean, in this, uh, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like in the same breath, you can't like when when it's time for this is why like Velveteen Dream went on Twitter I think earlier today or, or yesterday, and he talked about like why the legends shouldn't get any TV time. It's because their time has passed. Like y'all done everything that y'all needed to do. That's why y'all legends. The TV time and everything that goes with WWE currently should be going to the new guys, the young guys, the current roster. So with all due respect, and you know what I'm saying, um, I say this respectfully because Mark Henry is a legend, 
but I honestly don't give a fuck about your opinion when it comes to the locker room now. Why? Because you're not a member of the locker room now. If you were a member of the current locker room, then I, I, I have more value in what Seth Rollins feels about the locker room. I have more, like, I have more, uh, a more interest in what guys like the Usos care about the locker room. I don't give a fuck what, uh, Mark Henry says about the locker room. I don't care what Undertaker says about the locker room. I don't care what John Cena or Big Show or Brock Lesnar or any of these part-time guys care about the locker room because you're not always in there. How the fuck are you going to voice your opinion about something that you never at? It's not your locker room. It's not your locker room anymore. And that's a huge problem that we have with wrestling and, and the WWE specifically today is these guys hold on to something for way too long. But how do you know that we don't see these guys in the back, CJ? Like, how do you know? Because I, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, specials that I've seen that I just see Big Show just chilling. But this, that's exactly what I mean, bro. If you just chilling, that's not your locker room. You know who that locker room belongs to? Somebody who's actually on the card. Somebody who's suited and booted and ready to go and out there and compete for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, uh, you know, headline the show. It's their locker room. If you're just standing there getting a the plate from catering and enjoying the show, motherfucker, you just watching. You think the towel boy gets to tell the Knicks, oh, I don't like the way this locker room looks. Clean it up, guys. No. Well, um, I remember that we talked a little while, like a couple months earlier about uh, Alistair Black, uh, he was on a couple of house show. Uh, he was on a, like a house show loop with right. Raw for like for like a week. Right. And he said that uh, he was the one that was cleaning up most of the time. Right. Cleaning up the locker room because you know he you know we all he's know respectful, that uh, respectful guy. Alistair Black is respectful. He's old. He's also old school. So he would clean. You know, since he was just joining the loop for a little bit, he took it upon himself to clean up until Roman Reigns told him, "Hey." I don't want to see you fucking cleaning up no more because mm-hmm. you always you always cleaning up. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're right. Maybe there needs to be a better voice because at that time Roman Reigns was that voice, right? And and that's the thing. Like it's like it, it's 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 the what's the T Rex line from the battle? It's always a young nigga trying to take old. I mean, it's always an old nigga trying to take a young nigga out. You know what I'm saying? Like you get you know you live in you live and die on your on your on your on your war stories and, you know, of your glory days and all that. But the fact of the matter is your glory days are behind you. You're, this is, this is not, this is I don't not... think it's, I don't think it's about glory days out in the ring, but it's, I still think it's, it's more along the lines of still being connected to the business and trying, you know, and trying to do something any way you can. Right. But just I mean, to be that, connected. Like, you know what, you know what it sounds like from Mark Henry? You know, you haven't been, like you ever been to go pick up one of your friends or something, and he got that like old uncle that's sitting in the kitchen when you get there. And he's like, "Look at you, young niggas. Back in my days, we would never wear clothes like that, and we would never do this. We never did that. We did this, and we did like you know what I'm saying. Like he always like talking about his heyday or whatever. That's what he sounds like. Well, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, you, you got to respect the legends. I'm not tripping. I, I feel you. You got to respect the legends, but, you, you got, know. At the end of the day, you got to leave it to... If you if you feel some type of way about how the new cats is running it, cool. You entitled to your own opinion. That's all it is, though, is your own opinion. At the end of the day, these new cats is going to do things the way they want to do, and that's just how it has to get done. 
Like I said, nobody was chaperoning the locker room when y'all was wilding out back there back in the day. I think uh, Undertaker was the was the the locker room guy back right, in the day. Right, right, but you know what it is. At the end of the day, also they they there's there's a lot of stories that, you know, if that if that's the case, and the Undertaker was the one that was holding it down, how you let that happen? How you let the Hardy Boys bags get thrown by the by the garbage? I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's, it's an old quote that was you know that's been said that it's funny when the gods. Start acting like the broads. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, for Mark Henry, Mark Henry just need to keep it moving and worry about what's next for Mark Henry. Dean spoke out about traveling in the WWE that somehow got misinterpreted to as uh, Seth Rollins said it. <laughs> um, what did, what I know, I mean, I, I want to read another long quote, but basically, uh, Ambrose is saying that like y'all fans is being extra fucking thirsty and y'all going to, to the point where people got insiders on fucking that's working for them on the airlines and shit and uh uh-huh. you know they know when they they know where their terminals at when they're landing um they're trying to get them to sign stuff at the baggage claim like one dude told Ambrose like yeah man we got a whole system set up like uh-huh. what the fuck uh huh. That's some sick shit. That is. That that really fucks it up for like your average fan who, you know, has no clue what they'd be bumping into a wrestler, but um, you know, they do bump into a wrestler and it's like, oh shit, like, you know, can I take a picture with you or can I get an autograph? Or like, you know, I'm a huge fan. That fucks it up for that guy. Because you got the guy who, yeah, we have a system and I have like twelve things here for you to sign and you know, it's just like it's. Just, I give you fifty dollars to sign this stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, but and you know what it is. Also, a lot of the time, it's it's easy to confuse it because you do have your wrestlers out there who you know look at it as a business opportunity, which that's kind of fucked up as well. Like, I I remember on Twitter, um, I remember seeing on Twitter like when the access packages dropped like a week ago or whatever the case may be, um. You know, there were people who were complaining about the pricing because they're like, yo, it's kind of it's kind of crazy expensive just to, you know, take a picture with and possibly get something signed by a superstar. And then this this one dude came out of nowhere and he tweeted. And he's like, yeah, I remember when they first started with access and like, you know, in the first couple of years of it, all that shit was free. Yeah. And I was just like and I was just like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, we went to access last year. And, you know, about the only thing that's free in Access is, uh, you know, they do have the superstars that you can just jump on the line and meet for free. Uh, then you have their premium VIPs, which is, like, everybody who's on the main roster. They really have, like, Mick Carters and, like, you know, people who just got signed in other parts. And then they have, like, the NXT matches. And that's about it, really. Like, it's, everything else costs money inside Access. So it's like a, it's like, you know, the, 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 it's, it's kind of, it, it all just fucks it up, man. It makes it, it makes it awkward when you do run into that superstar and you're just like, oh shit, like, you know, I can't believe I, I'm bumping into you right now. Like, you know, I'm a huge fan because now they feel like, oh, like another one of these guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you can see it in their eyes. Like, we were bumping into people at the airport leaving from New Orleans. And these guys look like they were just ducking behind every fucking corner possible. 
Yeah, we I, also, I, I mean, we saw some people on Bourbon Street. Uh, yo, man, listen, I remember I was waiting for my flight and I sat down in, I, I forgot what restaurant it was, but uh, I was sitting down with our homeboy Morgan and we looked at like the, they like the serving staff were like going to attend to this table that was like in the corner. She like with a, like a, like behind like a wall. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And come to find out, it was no way Jose and Ember Moon back there because they didn't want to, like, get swarmed by fans. And Mark Henry is another one who, like, went through TSA super early because he didn't want to deal with anybody. Like, it's, it's just, it makes it, it makes it uncomfortable. And you got to understand, while, while I am the same guy who got on Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for not wanting to sign uh, autographs when they bump into fans in gas stations and shit like that, you also got to look at the other side of the token where doing shit like that is extra. When you're standing outside of these people's hotels all night just to get a picture or autograph, that's extra. You know, you got to kind of let them have their own lives as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. Okay, um, one more thing, then we're going to move on to the culture. Uh, this is something that I kind of feel strongly about. Um we haven't heard a lot about the the Hall of Fame this year for uh for for WrestleMania weekend. We haven't heard anything. Like usually we hear about at least four people, three or four people that's gonna be in, inducted already, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least two. But uh other than what, Cindy Lauper, I think she was announced. Um we haven't really heard anybody being announced for the Hall of Fame. I think Cindy right. Lauper was announced. I, um, I don't know who else. But a name that I feel like belongs on this list is the eighth wonder of the world, China. Right. I think, um, I know a lot of people was like, yo, man, but she took dick on Brazzers and all that. Like, whatever, man. Like, um, she did sex tapes with X-Pac and she was on drugs and everything. Listen. Shawn Michaels post dude for play for play girl, mm-hmm. and he also had a, a pill prescription. I mean, a addiction. Like we 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 moved the goalposts for certain situations and certain people. Um, I definitely feel like with China, she just she was revolutionary for what she was and for, for what she did, but also like. It looked like on the personal side, she just got caught up in like right. when when most of your career you're dating Triple H. Um, yeah, you really don't know, like you really don't care. Like, I mean, I won't say don't care, but like after y'all break up or whatever, like how do you kind of like you know? And credit to her for actually moving on and still stabilizing herself, but that's one voice. One big voice she doesn't have behind her back anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can understand like how awkward it, it, it was to have to to deal with that. Your ex boyfriend is still wrestling, and now he's marrying both of you guys' boss's daughter. Right. You know, um, on top of whatever issues you got going on, like it was just a time, man. like. But I think that China deserves better, man. I think China deserves to get in. Um, she's been in classic matches. She's held it down plenty of times. Um, yeah, man, put China in. 
That's that's my campaign speech. Um, I'm super super on board with the um with the China getting into the Hall of Fame thing. Um, it's it's long overdue. Um, it's something that honestly, it makes it makes them look foolish, man. You have people who, like you said, uh, are guilty of a multiple about that multiple different offenses um across uh, a a variety of different categories and different um circumstances and you know uh situations and it's just like if those people can still hold their spot in the hall of fame you it makes no sense why somebody who was as revolutionary and as much of an uh, of an innovator and a trail, trailblazer like China was, uh, it makes no sense why she wouldn't be in there. Like, you know, going back to the whole intergender wrestler thing, China was the first girl that really made it look cool to beat up guys. Put it on like she was, I think, what the first woman ever in the in the men's Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think her first her karma. I forgot who else. Her karma and now Naya. And then um she was the first ever she was the first ever female intercontinental champion. She like you know what I'm saying? Like at, at the end of the day, we could sit here and go through all her accolades and everything. The fact of the matter is WWE is just making themselves look foolish by not having her in the Hall of Fame at this point. Um, you know, numerous stars have come out in support. Uh, you know, I know Mick Foley has been for years talking that talk as far as getting her into the into the Hall of Fame. Um it's it's time, man. It's time. If you're gonna honor guys like Bret Hart again, fucking put China in the Hall of Fame, bro. Y'all making ourselves look dumb. Um <laughs> so the big thing that's been going on in uh in the the culture is the fact that a twenty one Savage on Super Bowl Sunday was arrested. Um and ICE locked him up, and now he's forced to deportation back to of all places, London, England. He yo, this is oh yo, this is interesting on so many levels because this whole time I thought he was born and raised in Atlanta. <laughs> so what he loses street cred or something? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, nah, fuck that. No, he doesn't. He, you, you, he has to lose a little bit. How? Ludacris is not from Atlanta. He's from Chicago. Jeezy's not from Atlanta. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. Gucci is not from Atlanta. He's from Macon. Nobody's where they say they're from. Nobody's right. no. Nobody's where they're from. Nobody's nobody. Everybody's lying. All right, all right. I'll give I'll give you that. But this nigga's from a whole different country. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like it, at least if Ludacris is from Chicago, fine. He's still in the United States. I love London hip hop. I'm fucks with Skepta. SAS. Shout out SAS. SAS. Oh my god. Shout out to SAS. If you don't know who SAS is, slap your mama. 
these niggas, man. I have, oh my god, SAS, last time I heard of SAS, one of them niggas pawned a dipset chain. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to lose a little bit of street care behind us. And nah, then, man. Like, nah, man, everybody's, everybody's behind him. Like, you know, uh, so many people has, has, has stepped up for him. Uh, Jay-Z has got uh, a lawyer, a lawyer for him. Lawyer. Now, I like how 21 Savage people tried to go on Instagram or on Twitter like, yo, we don't need y'all help. We straight. We we got our money. We good. We good. We good. But Jay-Z, hey, if Jay-Z asked you ask to fucking help, you let that nigga help. It wasn't too proud nigga. to let Jay-Z help on nigga, some shit. If, if Jay-Z buys you a fucking sandwich, you better eat that sandwich, nigga. Like, what? Like, Yeah, man. Fucking, like, but on top of that, you know, Twenty One Savage being is being severely mistreated. Um, twenty three hour, twenty three hour lockdowns. Um, he gets a thirty minute. Uh, I forgot how it was even that last hours is even the, distributed to him, but he gets like two calls to like his lawyer and family or whatever, and the rest of that is like shower shit and shaving. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, man, it, it's just a time right now for uh for Twenty One Savage. I don't want to see nobody locked up, you know, unless they fucking guilty as shit. Um, right. But you know, he, come on, man, I, I I'm not with this. I'm not with this. Um, and it it set the world on fire, man. It set the world on fire, and like everybody, you know. Came out with the memes and you know the jokes was flying and Demi Lovato came out and you know she has some stuff to say about it too and Black Twitter did not have it at all they was not uh-huh. having it they quickly got her to fuck together and got her clean the fuck out of there um while it was one of them you know he asked her like yo why is this funny I just want to know. And then Shade Room said something about what he said to her. And then she said, uh, oh, he's probably angry because I ignored some weak-ass text he had. Um, And he went back in the Shade Room under that little comment she put that under. And he said, like, yo, I still didn't disrespect you. Um, When you was going through your problems, we all embraced you. We all prayed, prayed, you know, prayed for good health for you. You know, so I'm just going to leave it as such. You know, keep it moving. I want to know, when did, um, who was this that was saying, like, oh, my God, uh, who was the main girl that was out there? Um, I don't know. I'm forgetting her name. Um, I just think that, uh, nah. No, nah, homie. Uh, you can't talk about people's addictions and stuff like that, man. Um, I, I thought it was whack. I thought it was very whack how they dragged her for that. And, uh, you know, Tommy Loren made, you know, comments. And, you know, niggas ain't go as hard. They just wanted to talk about Demi's uh, problems and her demons. And um, the fact of the matter is, it's the same motherfuckers that was making the 21 Savage memes that got offended. 
Well, you know the phrase. Um, you can hit your brother, but nobody else better. Right, but at, in the same breath. That's that's exactly what that is. I'm telling you, that's exactly it what it is. It is, it is. But in the same breath, you know, we can hit because that's my brother. So I can talk to him any how I fucking want to. I could like, and I'd still like if me and CJ could be outside arguing like dogs, right, or whatever. And then if somebody was like to join in, like you know, right, you know we what? Jump yeah, he, we jump we, yeah, we like, jump you. Know what? <laughs> yeah, he right. You do be. I'm like motherfucker. I'll shut. I will kill you. Like, right. <laughs> don't ever fucking agree with me about some shit <laughs> involving my brother. I will fucking shank you. Right. Like I can but, talk to this nigga this way, but I better not catch you talking right. to my nigga like this because I will fucking right. kill you. Right. But you know what? It's just it's it's honestly. You could have dragged him on anything else. Don't drag him on that on the on the drug abuse shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was other way. Wale was definitely right in his approach. I hundred percent definitely definitely agree with his approach. Yeah, I definitely agree with his approach, and I salute him for the way he approached that situation. Even after she got kind of offended, and you know. And and got kind of dirty with it. He, you know, what I'm saying he held it down and he uh he he handled that very very grown man like, um, but yeah, that whole shit was just like Twitter was a uh, Twitter was a mess that night. Like it I was think just, by the time she got to Wale, she just didn't know what was genuine and what wasn't. You right, know? right, right. It was because because remember you got to also remember she's like fresh off that whole situation if she's even that like you know what I'm yeah saying? she's like, still fresh off her right like that like so that's that's still very 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 fresh wound like that's I don't know man I, I definitely would have I definitely wouldn't have went about things that way but um you know Twitter is, is a Twitter is Twitter is a tough place man <laughs> It ain't for everybody. Like Twitter, if you ain't if you ain't got the thick skin, you gon' you gon' you gonna get hurt. You biz down a dress down. Right. Um <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this, uh CJ. Um we've been talking about it for a while. Um so y'all all know that um six nine or Daniel Hernandez was arrested. Um a while ago, and um, stuff has come out that um, he's snitching, but um, they're snitching on on all of his defendants or whatever. Um, and a lot of people have a lot to say about that. Fifty Cent has said a lot about it or whatever. Um, who else has said something? Meek Mills has said something. Um, a lot of people have said something. But um, if anybody would have some uh, experience with snitching and doing against the family, it would be the uh, Gravano family. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen Gravano, um, Sammy the Bull's daughter. Um, I don't know. I'm always... Karen Gravano got big titties. I'm, I'm, I'm always... <laughs> Like I've always liked looking at them on mob wives, and plus, like she's like she down is like she she like niggas. Right. Like I, I like I've seen her on the show on mob wives. She date niggas. Like everybody 
had like the, the dude from Jersey, the the classic mafia mafia husband or whatever. She was dealing with black dudes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Cara Gravano was. Uh, I guess they somebody asked her a question, and she said, "I want to make it clear. I do not condone snitching, but in this case, I consider this is very similar to my father." It's a case of checkers versus chess. Now, if you don't know who Sammy the Bull is, um, Sammy the Bull was the underboss to John Gotti in the Gambino crime family. Mm-hmm. Now, the Gravano, Sammy the Bull, he's famous for flipping on the crew. He cooperated with the government for reduced sentence and got John Gotti a life sentence. Mm-hmm. But... Of course, Karen Gravano's dad is a little girl, and she believes that her father did not snitch, and, it, and she was ex- trying to explain that, much like her father, Takashi realized that the gang had turned on him, and maybe uh-huh. it was in his best interest to strike first. Uh-huh. In Sammy's case, he was made aware of a recording that Gotti was going to turn on him, so he made a chess move to cooperate. In Takashi's case... You know, some member, of his, some member of his crew turned on him, and then they robbed him, and then they uh, kidnapped him at one point, and then you know you hear rumors of them sleeping with his baby moms at one point. All right. You know, so uh, Karen Gavano said, when they start robbing you and not protecting you and using you to further their own agenda, this is what happens. Uh huh. She's absolutely right. Um, she also says that Takashi, um, she said she never believed that he was a true street kid. In her opinion, she thought he was a great entertainer and people around him should have recognized that. Mm-hmm. Um, she also believes that he was a meal ticket for the non-trade gangster Bloods, Trey White. Um, right. And she says they should have protected him better from illegal activity. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Um, I agree with a lot of what she said. Um I still, I feel like the whole snitching thing is like, it's easy to point, it's easy to point that finger from the outside looking in, but from the inside looking out, it's like, if you put yourself in his situation, do you, how do you stay solid for people who were, who weren't solid for you really? At that point, is it snitching because you're cooperating or is it like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you wouldn't, you say, yeah, you know, I would have snitched on my worst enemy. I would have snitched on, you know what I'm saying? Let alone the people that I'm with. But when the people that you're with become your enemies and you, the whole time you're thinking that that's the people that you with, are you really willing to risk your life for these people who were doing you dirty the entire time? You know what I'm saying? Like you really have to like now it's a like now it's not a now we're not talking about street quotes and we're not talking about because all that bullshit is a facade. We're talking about real life situations and these are real conversations that need to be had now. They were hitting this kid with football numbers. The man was looking at Super Bowl numbers. I think at one point they said the minimum that he was getting was like what 40, 40 something years? Yeah, minimum was forty seven. The, the minimum was 47 years, federal time. So you mean to tell me that this kid was going to have to go in? He's only, what, 22 years old? 20, 22, 23? Yeah, he's like, 20, he's like, tw- like 22. He, he's like 22 years old, and you mean to tell me that he's about to throw away his life 
for a group of guys who were not only exploiting him, not only using him, putting him in dangerous situations, you know what I'm saying? Definitely making financial gains off of him because I don't even think his, like, I don't even think that whole situation adds up at all. When he got locked up, I, I believe he had 1.7 million to his name. Yes. He had 1.7 to have, we have, he had 1.7 million to his name and Shadi had enough money to go and hire the same lawyer that El Chapo hired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was being extorted, man. Definitely. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so at, at the end of the day, like, the, the kid is like, at the, at that point, it doesn't become, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's it's not a street thing. No, this is survival. Like, this kid is in there fighting for his life. Um, we talked about this. Uh, we talked about not talking about this. Um, on our show. Um, mm-hmm. and you brought up the same point that we were talking about earlier. Um. These people have done this stuff to him or whatever, and he's they're still looking at him like, so you better not snitch. Right. Um right. My, see, see, his, my, my, his... my question is this. My question is this. And um okay. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play something from um I'm gonna play something from uh from everyday struggle because like this was like some the main thing that we've been talking about. Um why expect gallant behavior amongst people who are tr- who are conspiring to rob and kill you? Why is that behavior more acceptable than snitching? Because the be- that's because the the era we live in now and how society is now, it's a very fucked up time as far as like moral compasses go. Like to me, a snitch is somebody who is well aware of the situation that they're in, right? Keep 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 in mind everything that I'm saying right now. A snitch to me, in my opinion, this is the definition of a snitch to me, is somebody who's well aware of the situation that they're put in. They're well aware of the thing of the situation that's around them and their actions and what they're doing. They're well aware of the repercussions that come with those actions. And when the repercussions hit the fan and things start to come into play, you're throwing your best friend under your under the bus. The same best friend that's holding water for you and not telling on you, you're telling on that person. Hmm. That's a snitch. For instance, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a scenario. If me and my boy go and we hold up a gas station or whatever, and they both apprehend both of us right yeah they apprehend both of us and during my uh questioning i'm not cooperating i don't give them anything i don't you know what i'm saying i'm I'm holding the water i'm holding the weight i'm doing all of that and he goes and his questioning and he's immediately throwing me under the bus it was all my stuff that's a snitch but if me and my homeboy is chilling together one day Right, because this is now that's a snitch to me. I'm explaining to you what was going on with Takashi. If me and my homeboy is chilling today, right, and he's like, "Yo, drop by this gas station, man. I just want to go get something to drink." And I'm sitting outside in the car, and he comes out with a bag full of money. It's obvious that he did all the dirt. You know what I'm saying? 
that the, the 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 majority of the action was on him, but yet somehow I'm still in the car with him because that's my boy, or at least I think that is. And we both get apprehended and come to find out this whole time while we was driving back to wherever the spot was that he was going to count his bread up, he was going to put a hole in my head. Or he was lining me up to do something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or or he was talking to my girl. Or, you know what I'm saying? He'd been robbing me the same way he just robbed his gas station that he didn't even tell me he was robbing. That's the situation that Takashi was in. Takashi oh. was, was in a situation where he saw a lot of things and, yeah, the money was coming in fast and it's easy to get caught up in that. But I, I, I wholeheartedly don't believe that this kid was well aware of the situation that he was in and anything like this happening because I don't think if he knew the kind of guys that he was dealing with and what they were doing to him the whole time, I don't think he would have remained in that situation. And that came to light in the last days. In the last days looking up, leading up to him getting arrested, what did he do? He went straight to social media and said, yo, I cut ties with everybody. Everybody's fired. This is Wayno from Everyday Struggle and Academics talking about what I was saying mm-hmm. about. You get locked up with some dudes that you thought you was whatever with. You find out it was trying to kill you. It don't matter. All this stuff. You're, it you're, you're still holding down. Yeah, nigga, because it's the streets. It's the streets. You want? I'm, yo, I'm that street should stop once everybody gets locked no, up. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you. Listen, 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 listen. No, 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 every, no. Listen, listen, listen. Every uh, you tough know what nigga? I'm gonna tell? It's not about being tough. Being in the streets is not about being tough, my nigga. People who are in the streets are in the streets for different circumstances. For different circumstances, a lot of a lot of people become felons when they're young and don't know nothing but, but that and stay in that shit. And niggas die behind the shit and go to jail for the rest of their life behind the shit. You cannot say. Oh, the nigga, because we not cool and niggas tried to kill me. Well, you should have never put yourself around them right. then. So that's the one thing we all agree on, that he shouldn't have been wrapped up in this to no, begin no, with, right? Listen, that he was never built for I, it. I've always, said this, to get into I've always said this shit from the get-go. What? Anybody who, if there's a young kid, I don't care where you at, and you believe in the street shit, and you believe in the street codes and morals, when, when you get, or your homie, the same person you've been riding for, you're doing whatever for, when that nigga get jammed up, Somebody like the, the feds is playing games at all, y'all. All right, so somebody say, is gonna tell. So fuck all that. What Somebody's I'm saying, gonna is, tell what I'm saying is you can't associate yourself. All right, this is my thing. Normally, you know, I don't watch Everyday Struggle. Um, I when I do see, you know, Everyday Struggle, it's usually like in passing. Um, but I do pay attention to Wayno on Twitter. He does say it's like some really some real shit from time to time, and he's very knowledgeable about music. This is some fucking dumbass shit, people. Mm-hmm. But um, I know there's going to be people who hear that and who probably have heard that. They're like, you know what? He's right. If he didn't want to have that shit happen to him, then he should have been fucking with them. Nah, my nigga. Listen, if somebody comes to you and tell you, like, yo, if you, like, if you play this role for us or whatever, mm-hmm. you have whatever the fuck you want. Right. You can, you can have millions of dollars. We're going we gonna to protect you. We're going to, you know, whatever. We got you. But, you know... This is what's going on. You know what it is. You're not going to take that? If you're a young and impressionable like he was like at that age? You're not. And you try to get on. You try to get on. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes at you with this opportunity. You're not going to take it? You're going to be like, eh, nah, man. I'm sorry. I, I think y'all are liars. And I said this to you. You know, um... 
Yeah, man. I just think that that's stupid. Um, I feel like I've had to deal with this whole thing. Is it snitching? Is it not snitching? And I really do feel like, yo, like, um, Streets, is do- Streets has been done for a while. It has. So uh, uh, no nigga can come to me and talk about this street shit. Like, I feel like Streets has been done for a long time. Um, uh-huh. It is to the point where you got to look out for yourself. Because if a nigga has a chance to sing and get out of jail early, he don't take that fucking chance. Right. You know, but that's that shit nah man. Nah, I, I wasn't quite wavy. I wasn't uh who with that response to what uh the twins were talking about. I just thought it was kinda of stupid. It was it was definitely stupid. Um but once again, man, like, yo, I don't want nothing bad to happen to 6 9 You know, hold your head, 6 9 Daniel. You know, uh, we're praying for you. Praying, you know, whatever's going on with you, man, like, we, you know, yeah, man. I just want to, you got to at least give him a chance for him to see if he can turn it around. Right. That's my whole thing, man. So, CJ, why are you going on Darth Vader on me, my nigga? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here still. I'm just... That that whole six nine thing, that uh, especially that clip from uh, Everyday Struggle, um, you that bothered. Yeah, you was, was breathing hard on some Darth Vader type shit. Like you was like, bad. I ain't never heard you no, breathe no, like that, that. That shit bothered me a little bit because it's like, yo, is that mentality right here? Is why is why we keep. That's why we ain't never like it's it's hard for us to move forward as a as a culture as a people. Like you know what I'm saying, like. That mentality right there is holding us back from so much. I feel and you. it's like, and it's like we always, we always fall back on the same thing. You know, it's that street shit. This, you know, what I'm saying, you, you, it's the streets and da-da-da. my nigga, the streets ain't been the streets in years. Streets is done, man. Streets the is street, done. The streets ain't been the streets in years, fam. Ain't nobody out there really making money or making moves or anything like it was when, like, you know, what I'm saying how we like to remember it. Right. Kids is dying out there for nothing these days. For regular nothing. people dying for, for nothing. nothing. Yeah. For kids, regular people, women, children. Like, you know what I'm saying? These people dying for nothing. And then it, it fucks me up because it's like we wonder why we get looked at the way we get looked at. And we the answers is right there. It's in comments like that. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with you on that, man. Like uh-huh. that shit, that shit is enough to make your blood boil because it's somebody who, uh, you know, yeah, I've done, you know, my fair, my fair share of street shit, uh, throughout my life. But, um, as somebody who we all have, you know, exactly. We've all been there, but, um, as somebody who, uh, you know, I work, I work, you know what I'm saying? I work point blank period. I work at, I work a job. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I have a family who I come home to every day. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm a father. Um, like, you know, I like I like to think of myself as a solid individual. And when you make comments like that, it it makes it look like the shit that guys like me are doing to change the narrative and change the 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 outlook that people have on us. It, you you. You basically shit all over that. You okay. make it to you make it to where now when we get looked at like that, it's justifiable. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why it's okay for them to look at us like that. Right. Despite the hard work, despite the fact that, you know what I'm saying, I wake up every day fucking 6, 6.30 in the morning, 5, 5.30 in the morning sometimes to go do what I got to do to provide for my family. Your dumb actions in this so-called streets that you think is still about something is what holds us back. Right. Your your dumb comments and your dumb actions and shit like that is the reason why one day I'm going to have to sit down with my son and explain to him why cops look at us the way we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's enough to really, really piss a guy off. Like, if you if understand this, I tend to think of myself as a real solid nigga, but if you think that shit like that is still solid, you are, you couldn't be more wrong, my nigga. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, that's just where I was at with it. Uh, we just found this out today, actually, but, uh, Yo, man, I know we clown this guy a lot, but uh, um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to weave these two in together, but um, I really just want to kind of just get off the serious shit um, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Six Time has brought us to like, we did 21 Savage, then we did that, you know, so it's really just like, damn. Um, Russell Wilson bought Sierra's Masters, yo. Um, I said uh, in our on Facebook, um, I was like, damn, they were that cheap. Yeah. Um, but were. but yo, man, hey, I can't I can't hate on the love that uh Russell Wilson and Sierra have for each other, man. You know, not you know, yeah, it looks geeky and he looks like he's trying to be down and everything, but hey, this is the thing, yo. This I feel like this is why people hate on um Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson married a white girl. You know, he came yeah, he's from North Carolina or whatever. Mm-hmm. Married mm-hmm. a white girl. And then, you know, you know, so of course people are like, Ugh. like Russell Wilson. But then, you know, he divorced the white girl. And I'm like, you know what? I want to come back. I'm going to get me a sister. And he got one of the, you know, one of the baddest sisters that was with Future at one point. Right. You know? About to marry him. Had a baby by him. You know? Bow Wow took her virginity. She was with 50 Cent at one point. How could she ever be with somebody like Russell Wilson? Not Russell Wilson. Right. But yeah, she was that nigga Russell Wilson. Um, you know what? They were just... Uh, I never really understood what my grandmother meant or what the church meant about finding somebody who's equally yoked. <laughs> no, for real. Like, no. I'm like, I'm, I'm being like all the way real. Like, um, my grandmother always used to say that. You know, like... No, you need somebody find somebody who's equally yoked. You know, your souls are equally yoked, Nudge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like it is it, crazy. Um yeah. but I'm look I'm trying to look up what does it mean. I I had it and I lost it or whatever. Um equally yoked is a biblical phrase referred to, you know, 
in our community that is used to justify a decision made about a relationship or marriage that like they're equal like they we here we here right. we got we, we like we just there like you finished my sentences and all types of shit and i used to think like man equally yoked like what the fuck does that mean but when you look at sierra and russell wilson that is the closest to equally yoked that you're gonna find yeah um you know what? Another example of equally yoked, Kanye and Kim. Oh yeah, like they they just did. Um, another Hove, example, Hove, Hove and Beyonce. Sure. <laughs> um, you, you don't think they you don't think they equally yoked when it's profitable? Um, Ooh, spicy. Yeah, talk that habanero talk, my nigga. I, I feel you on that one. That was that was. I just, I just, y'all know how I feel about. I, I, we were supposed to have a conversation about we, how we, we felt, how we, we felt were. that Jay Z and Beyonce are the Triple H and Stephanie McMahon of the hip hop pop world. I just feel like when it's profitable, when it's when it's convenient for them to do something like how they're doing now, like hey. We're vegans now, so if you choose to be vegans like us, you can go to free concerts for a year when it's profitable. Facts. I feel you. I'm there with you. You know, like, it's just just certain stuff, man. Um, Just certain stuff. Where I'm just like, yo, that's a publicity stunt. Um, Couples that are equally yoked. John Legend and his wife, Chrissy. They just, you just see that bond. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. That's another one. I can go on and on, I think. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, she just found somebody that who she could just be herself with. You know, Future was a hard-ass nigga. You know? Be, you know, Dirty Sprite. Mm-hmm. You know? He thought it was a drought. How could... How, you know, she gonna want, she want to share her feelings. He, he didn't want to share no feelings. Man, you know, you just, you know, unless you it just, was a, unless it was a bottom, unless it was in the bottom of a cup, you know, it was just sometimes you gotta find, you gotta, you know, you just man, gotta listen, you kiss just the made, frogs till you get your king. You just made my pick for the week for me. <laughs> you just made my pick of the week for me. Uh, I just, you know, I'm not hating on Russell Wilson, man. Um, yo, not a lot of people could do that shit. That, that's wild. Buy, like buying your wife's masters, your wife's masters, right? Like just for Christmas, like it just gifted, just whatever. Um, and she, money. and she also said that uh, her her masters are worth millions of dollars, man. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm call bullshit on that one, but okay. <laughs> Ain't nobody paying millions of dollars for goodies, nigga. But all right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, it, hey, they use that song in movies and you know, body party. They, hey, yeah, she got a couple hits, man. Hey, listen, man, she got a couple. I, like, yeah, but like I said, I doubt people paying millions of dollars for promise and fucking. Yeah, I'm just all that yeah. adds. All that adds up to millions of dollars. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it was, it was Jazzy Faye holla at me. 
Wow. <laughs> Shout out Jazzy Faye. <laughs> um, so I'm really done talking about this dude, so we're not gonna talk about him today. Um, but it, it's fuck Liam Neeson. Um, I yeah. will say uh, my boy Lucas sent me an article where you know I kind of reserved judgment about it because you know it was a certain time, it was a certain time in Ireland where shit, you know, just went down. Like if you bombed, like if you shoot my dog, I'm gonna kill your cat. Right. Type of shit back in those days, right? Um, so yeah, but it's just I feel like what's so it's jarring because, like, it's just jarring to hear somebody like who we've kind of like white people like. You're one of those, you're one of those, you're, you're one of those few people that we like, you're one of those few white people that we like, and right. you. You just kind of confessed that you wanted to hunt us down and kill us because they raped your homegirl. Right. Um. Not that we deserve our, you know, our day in court. We deserve to be punished. We deserve to go to jail. You wanted to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of jarring to hear. Mm-hmm. Um. So other than that, man, I just. Hmm. I just. I'm cool on on him right now. I'm cool on him. And right now, that movie that he came out with has his lowest um, movie opening ever, 10.7 million. Mm-hmm. Black Twitter did they think. Good job. Hit him where it hurts, the pockets. Thanks. Um, so let's talk about this thing, man. Um, oh, we never got a chance to talk about it, but... Uh, Chris Brown Offset has been kind of going at it for the past couple weeks. They've been getting on their uh their WWE promo mm-hmm. shit on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm trying to see when did it all start? Um when did this whole beef start? Um, so basically Chris Brown had uh put up something about twenty one Savage. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was one of the memes or something like that, and uh offset went in the comments and called him a lame nigga for it. And uh, Chris Brown went off on him. And then uh, it escalated to Chris Brown. Uh, did Chris Brown DM him or he DM'd Chris Brown or so- something along the lines of that? Offset basically just went and called him a cokehead. Chris Brown put out his address out there, told Offset to pull up. Offset never pulled up, started calling Chris Brown, like the police and shit like that. Um, basically, Offset is a little pussy nigga, um, and, you know, he's one of those niggas that just, you know, he can run his mouth, but when it comes that time, they're really backing shit up and, you know, really doing that shit that they be talking about, uh, he just didn't want to do what he wanted to do, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you make a comment, I'm fully expecting you to be with the shits as far as what that comment entails and what comes along with it. Now, if I invite you to fight and you backpedaling and doing all that sucker shit, you you really the lame nigga. So again, this is another W for for, for Breezy. Um and offset is just showing more of his character, man. Like how how much more lame nigga shit does this dude have to do before we official cancel offset? Like that's what I'm trying to figure out. How much how much more gotta happen before we can cancel this guy? Um I don't know. I just I don't know why people really feel like they can like run up on Chris Brown. I, I think 
Chris Brown. I just, I don't know. He, he like the, the dude like six five, and can flip mm-hmm. without a running head start. And not only can he do that, he could do it on beat to March Madness. And mm-hmm. you don't want no parts of that, man. Right. Um, my man's put his whole address out, and he begs him to come. And do the and do didn't come and it was just I, I, like I just feel like you know what I'm 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 a, I'm a ponder on that I'm gonna let you finish and I'm a I'm a hold okay on, I'll say yeah alright now where was where was that <laughs> I'm sorry I, I had a Joe button lost my lost my train of thought where was I basically I'm just trying to say man like uh don't. Don't poke the bear with this man. Like we just gotta chill out with this whole shit. Like we gotta we there hasn't been a lot of deaths lately, you know, people killing each uh-huh. other. So we gotta we gotta chill out, man, especially in the music industry, because you know, there's already a limelight on us. Uh-huh. So like yo, like we need to cool this out, man. We need to calm down. Right. You know, we don't need we don't need this heat, man. We don't need this heat at all. Um I, I think it's whack. Um yeah, it's entertaining, but you know, with Chris Brown giving his address and saying, like, yo, I'm right here, please come see me. I want to fade. Yeah, that's funny. But at the same time, man, like, come on. You know, we we want these guys to still be around. You know, I want to see a Chris Brown album. I want to see an offset album. I want these guys to flourish. You know, I just nah, man, we don't need that. And um and look, and he even brought in Cardi, and Cardi's supposed to have like one of the biggest nights of her life, like tonight at the Grammys. Like, mm-hmm. she don't need that extra drama, you know. Like, come on, like we gotta be mindful of what's what's going on. I mean, we do, but at the same time, you can't just go around making comments like that whenever the fuck you want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the whole thing about Twenty One Savage. People have just really misunderstood what pe- what what people are laughing at. You know, you know, where certain things where you don't know if you're laughing at or you're laughing with. Right. You know, um, I think it was, I think, you know, the situation should have been neither, but some things are just funny. You know, right. um, but that's what I think, man. I, uh, I just think that we should have just. This shit was uh, funny. This shit was funny. But this bottom line. That's where I'm at with it. It was funny, nigga. Like, yeah, I, it was we, funny. It, it but was they, every, but but you gotta cool out. Of course, but everybody laughed in unison, nigga. Nobody was expecting this nigga to be from the UK. Like the memes, the whole every like it was just funny. It was funny. A lot of people laugh at foul shit. That's the way of the internet. It's the elephant in the room. Nobody likes to address it, but that's the case, and that's what it is. A lot of people laugh at foul shit. The shit was funny. I get that that's your friend, that's your homeboy, you feel like it's a fucked up situation. However, finally at the end of the day, when you make your bed, you lay in it. If you're going to talk that talk, you got to walk that walk. Understand? Like, you can't just be out here calling everybody lame niggas and, you know what I'm saying? Now you want to backpedal. Like, like that's what it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Like, y'all niggas, Offset in particular is always backpedaling out of beef all the fucking time. Uh, I just think they need to settle it, you know. Get the OGs to sit down and talk this out. You know, it can be talked out, man. Yeah, but yeah. Offset got to, got to, he got to stop doing that sucker shit, man. He got to just stop with the 
know what I'm saying? Always going underneath people's photos. You want to comment. You want to be making slick comments online. And, nigga, like, stop it, bro. Just stop it. Nigga, you, you, went, and caught, you went on stage in front of the world and told your girl, I'm sorry, bro. Like, what, nigga? <laughs> like, what? You really don't like that apology. I, I, I don't like him. <laughs> okay. I like it. Like it's not a. It's, it's, it's not even a. It's not even a. A, a fucking. A, you just don't like Offset. You just yeah. Don't... Like it's not. It's not even his apology. Damn, I, I didn't know the smoke was that crazy between you. Nah, nah. It's, it's his character. Like I just think like for, for for somebody who's always calling somebody a lame nigga, like you just a lame nigga to me. Like you know what I'm saying? Your girl was pregnant when you was out there fucking around on her dog. Like what? Like to me as a father, that's the lamest type of nigga. Like. You you lucky that she fucking took you back, you know what I'm saying? And you could be out there on the Grammy carpet now kissing her and all of that. But nigga, niggas don't forget that shit. Don't throw stones when you live in a glass house, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say about him. Like, nigga, just, just do better in life with a second opportunity. Offset. <laughs> um, so... How do you feel about what they've done to the genie in Aladdin? With I'm never gonna forgive Disney for that. I'm sorry, Uncle Phil, that you had to witness that. That was some bullshit. Will Smith never. <laughs> Will Smith does not deserve to be in that fucking bullshit CGI. Like that was bad. Like. I haven't seen not one person say, "Yo, that looked pretty cool." That looks bad, bro. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling. That I was already crazy. on the fence, though. I was already on the fence about Aladdin. Now that I've seen how, you know, he looked, I'm like, nah, I, I can't do it, fam. I can't, hey, bro. Like honestly, like. And again, you never really know with these movies until they come out and you actually sit down to see them. But from what I've seen so far in that trailer, that's just as bad as the Child's Play trailer. Oh, yeah. Child's Play came out. But uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of controversy going on with that, uh, with that movie. Um, of course, they're making a new updated version of Child's Play with, uh, with Homeboy from Atlanta. Uh, do, um, with Paperboy uh, from Atlanta. From Atlanta and Aubrey Plaza from we've known her from Parks and Rex, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Happy People, uh, or Funny People, something like that. Um, she's been on a whole bunch of movies with Judd Apatow and them. So uh, they remade that movie, but the creator and you know the director of the first, like I think he was the director of the first movie, Eric Mancini. He was developing a series for the Sci-Fi Channel mm-hmm. with Chucky, and then he found out about this movie, but there was nothing he could do about it. So they're making a Chucky, and now he's trying to make his own Chucky show, or I think he has one out right now. No, it hasn't dropped yet. He's it has, still in the process. Yeah, oh, okay. he's still in the process of making his. But um, but he's pissed, and um, so is uh the woman who played Tiffany in the uh, in the original. Right. And yeah, brought Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, yeah brought Chucky. Um, Jennifer Tilly, she's pissed. Um, yo, man, the battle of the, the battle of the guys. What do you think, man? Um, 
it just looked bad. Like it just it like it was. I mean, again, it was a short trailer, but it really looked bad. Like the whole. I get how they try to modernize it with the whole digital thing and like you know the whole like, but the you know the, the I thought it was weird the fucking face scan as soon as the kid opens up the package, like it's basically you, like Alexa is like Alexa that went crazy. It's basically right. you know it's a smart doll that becomes self aware. But I think they've gone too far with it. Like what kid is opening a package right now and the shit scans his face like that? It'll probably happen in the next two years. I see it happening. We're already doing face scan for our phones. Right, but I mean it's not happening now. Like that's the that's the that's the fine line where these movies kind of overstep their boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like you got like the shit it's like looks like it has fucking lasers in it. Like nigga Chucky never had no fucking lasers. Chucky never had no lights coming out of him and like what? Like you mean to tell me this nigga Chucky's a transformer now? The nigga's a Decepticon? <laughs> this nigga gonna pull up with Megatron and try to light shit up. You mean to tell me that's what Chucky gonna do in this movie? Hey, we don't know what Chucky gonna do, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is is, is it doesn't look good. Like I think they should have. I think they should have. You know, I know it's from the same producers as it. I knew they. they I just think they should have focused on the next it, and this ain't it. <laughs> Anything else we should talk about? Um, I think we, I think we wrapped it up. I think we wrapped it up. Um, okay. Uh, Yo, Undertaker's really been taking WWE off of a lot of his uh, Instagram merch. Yeah, I wonder what's up with that. I mean, I think he might be really done with something. Okay. I wish him well if he really is done. I hope so, too. Um, you represent Orangeburg, Orangeburg, South Carolina, you know, so, you know, represent. Um, picks? You got picks? Yes, sir. Um, my pick for this week, and you know what, I want to, I want to feel good pick. I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm pretty late when it comes to this song, but, uh, I fuck with this song. I would, I ain't fuck with it at first, and it kind of grew on me. Um, shout out Shaq West, man. My pick is Mo Bamba. That shit is... (laughs) So funny ass song. Wow, Mo Bamba. Yo, that song is funny, bro. Like, and if you listen to it in the right atmosphere, that shit slaps. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hitting up Mo Bamba. If I hear it, I'll, I'll, you know, I rock to it. Put it this way. Put it this way. If that shit come on WrestleMania weekend, it's lit, bro. Oh yeah, definitely. It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> um, my pick is going to be called uh my pick is from rocky fresh uh he just released a new song with chris brown oh um and uh i really like rocky fresh man um he's not with uh mmg anymore i see that he's kind of i guess he started his own label now or whatever oh he left yeah he yeah i think he left um so uh he's doing his own thing and look Looks pretty good. It looks like you know, uh, you know, he didn't. I don't think Rob. I mean, I don't think Ross robbed him. No, I don't think so. Either. You know, I think he. You know, he gave him. Yeah, he gave him what he. Did. That's what I think. I don't. I think Ross is a straight up businessman. Right. Um. So. Yeah. Um. So that happened. Um. I really like it. 
I really uh, I had Rocky Fresh on the last uh, Smart List that we had, the last volume on Volume One. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's good to have him back on this one. Uh, but yeah, it's um, a cool little sing songy uh, hook to it, and uh, a nice little flow to uh, the flow with. It's a it's a pretty good match, um, a pretty good song. Um, he's I look forward to more Rocky Fresh, but the song's called Must Be. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um that's pretty much it. Uh I don't think I am not gonna say I don't think, but um next show, man. Next no, show? we gonna we, nah, we gonna have one before then. Well oh we're gonna have one before then. One before then, okay. We're gonna have one before then. We'll see y'all again this later on this week. Yeah, we'll see y'all later on this week. Um, but uh, the show after next one, uh, we we got it's gonna be a treat for y'all. Um, I think I'm really gonna enjoy it. Um, me and CJ have been working on. Um, I won't say wasn't working on this, but uh, we've been excited about this. We've We've been been excited excited about it. We've been excited about it for a long time. Um, the person reached out to us. Um. And we we just kind of gone back and forth, and I think you know the people's gonna like. It. I think the people's gonna dig it. Um, um, as far as everything else, we got something uh planned for um, WrestleMania, uh, the roundtable. Um, mm-hmm. we will let y'all know more details about that. Um, we are thinking about filming it. We don't know whether we want to live stream it on Twitch or um. I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this like a pull up episode, something right. like that. Um, so uh, I'm trying to figure that out. And uh, plus, you know, when you're doing stuff like this, we need you know where are we gonna have the cameras and stuff at. But uh, we'll we'll figure that out as we go along. But um, yeah, those are the picks, man. Uh, you got Mo Bamba. <sighs> And you got a must be by uh, Rocky Fresh and Chris Brown, man. Um, yo, man, uh, stay tuned these next couple weeks, man. Uh, we, we, it's definitely about the the sprint. It's about, it's about to heat up. About the sprint's about up. to pick up. We're about to pick up. So uh, we hope y'all can catch up. All right, y'all, like for real. Um, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us so far, but we're just letting you know right now. You know, this is where we we start to speed up. We just where the Hopefully the pace starts to quicken. Oh no, this is the calm before the storm right here. So make sure that y'all are up to date with things because after this, it's, it's taking off at full speed. It's like if you miss that, if you miss that bus, you fuck. Right. Oof. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, like we always do it this time, like we always tell you this time, man. Hey, locate your lighters. Roll with the winners. And as always, 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 please, 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 please be true to yourself, take care of yourself, and take care of each other, and remind yourself to always stay smart. I'm your boy, Nodge. And this is your boy, CJ, signing off. And uh, we out. Gang, gang. Peace. Peace.